When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Time for the 49ers Rush Podcast. And here's your host, John Chapman. What is up, 49ers faithful? You know it's Thursday because this handsome fella next to me, Brian. And, man, not only that, we finally get the ruling of the Deshaun Watson suspension. We're going to cover that. And, man, this is the best time ever for it to come through because we got our NFL guy here. Brian, how are you, my friend? Uh, John, I'm fantastic. We just got to hang out in person watching the 49ers game together, yes, drinking yes. beer and then playing some pool afterwards in Canton, Ohio. We could not have asked for a better weekend. Uh, I'm, I'm pumped. I'm ready to do this. Dude, it, it, that was a really good time. Now, it was hard for me because I'm so 49ers focused. Mm -hmm. And we were at this party with, I don't know, how many people would you say? Several hundred. Several hundred, easily. Content yeah. providers, fantasy football, whatevers. And the 49ers are on with no sound. And I'm in the middle of a bar. Uh, with a bunch with like of friends. with like eight TVs going on by yeah. the way, the Niners really on one of the TVs, yeah. and I'm I'm taking notes and scribbling everything. Yeah. And man, it was so cool meeting your dad, Brian. You come from good stock, man. He was a cool dude. Uh, it was a good time hanging out uh, in person, which was awesome. And we got to do gonna, that more often. A hundred percent. We're both in California. We can figure that out. But I'm gonna double down on this. Uh, you guys know how prepared this guy is because you guys follow his content, but. This guy legit had two pages, front and back notes for the entire game. We're all drinking beers and eating, yeah. and John is just writing and taking notes. And then I see he he's like goes to wait in the bathroom line, and then I see him posting grades on Twitter. I'm like, the guy he never stops working. So shout out to John Chapman. It's it's weird. Be, thank you, uh, but like it is weird because you know I do this full time all year round. Like I think just today alone we have eleven videos going out. We did wow. Patreon breakdowns, whatever else. But like the 49ers games play, they play sixteen times, seventeen times, and, and so it's like God, you gotta you gotta like take every second. You know what I mean? And so yeah. I, party be damned. Beers, keep drinking, <laughs> I but get keep it, writing. No judgment so, from here. Let's go, Brian. Uh, appreciate that, Celestial. <laughs> Let, let's let's talk to Sean Watson. Okay, sure. so the settlement um, has been reached. It's eleven game suspension, right. five million dollar fine, and probably most important for humanity, he has to go through therapy and counseling. Which right. uh, that I, I care a lot about that. But obviously, let's talk NFL ramifications. That's what we do here. 
Uh, walk us through your thoughts on this and kind of where you sit, where the Browns are. What's their mentality now? Well, first, I want to comment on the actual judgment itself as it relates to the National Football League. I think the NFL caved a little bit with oh, all yeah. the information and news released about how they were seeking a minimum of one year. But we're ideally going after indefinite. The fact that they settled on 11 games, the fact that he gets to come back and play the Texans in his first game, clearly they got scared or annoyed at the fact that the NFLPA would have pursued uh, additional legal action if they would have gone with that long of a suspension. They just kind of gave in. So I want to say that. I'm going to call the NFL out for just caving and say, you know what, Agreed. 11 games, six games, that's not enough. 11, sure, we're good. You know what I mean? Like it just didn't seem to, to compute. With regards to Cleveland, I'm starting to think they're too proud to pursue a different quarterback. I'm starting to think they're like they're they're like doubling down on on Jacoby Brissett and I guess Josh Rosen. I don't know. He didn't look great in that preseason game, uh, but I'm starting to be less confident that that Jimmy G is in the picture, um, which is obviously what brings us back to the Niners. What are your thoughts there? Yeah, you know, initially I said twelve or more. Jimmy's going. Then I kind of backed it down after the six game suspension to ten or more. We hit eleven. And it seems like the overall consensus coming out of, you know, people that cover the Browns, Cleveland, is that uh, they're, they're fine with where they are. But yep. good gosh, you know, you look at it, he's gone 11 games. He was terrible in the preseason. Terrible. Uh, terrible. Let's in emphasize camp. that. Bad, bad. And Jacoby Brissett, who I love, man. Jacoby Brissett, he's played with Jimmy Garoppolo before. He's played with Andrew Luck before. Like, he's kind of been this consensus backup his entire life. I like Jacoby. But here's my issue. The the Browns last year would have made the playoffs if they had Jimmy Garoppolo. They would have been a playoff team. And they missed it because Baker was just so bad and turnovers and whatever else. Yeah. But, like, I don't know. I feel like they're going to miss out on the playoffs again. Um, I just – I don't – I really, really don't see Jacoby Brissett leading them to a close to 500 record. Is he going to be 5-6 yeah. and six with Jacoby Brissett? Yeah, I, I'm with you there. I think, I, think so. I mean, they've got you got Joe Burrow, you got the the Super Bowl runners up. You've got Lamar Jackson, former MVP. The the quarterbacks. Yes, Pittsburgh is is doesn't have Big Ben anymore, but you've got a very tough division. The Steelers still have a top ten or top five defense. So forgetting their quarterback situation, this is not an easy division. We were talking about uh, a year or two ago about them being one of the best divisions in the NFL. So having a guy like Jacoby Brissett, and this is no disrespect to him, I think he is a fantastic backup quarterback, but that roster is too talented to have a guy like Jacoby Brissett. That's going to just by default lead to losses that probably would have been wins with better quarterback play, like you said. I agree. I think Jimmy G, or if Baker was healthy and playing up to his capabilities, they would have been a playoff team last year. Doesn't bode well for Cleveland. Yeah, and Captain Insato's comment here, I fear no man. Um, <laughs> Browns don't want Jimmy. Not enough upgrade over Brissett. Cut time, John. It's time to admit it. Now, I, I completely disagree here. Now, do they... I might agree with the first part of your thing that the Browns don't want Jimmy. I get that. I, I'm fine accepting that. But you definitely don't cut them, not now. Because, again, look what happened with Zach Wilson. There might be another one of those where you could swoop in. You save the exact same amount of money if you cut Jimmy Garoppolo now as you do August 30th. There's no reason to rush that. Plus, that would give him more time to practice with Seattle, who I think would pick him up in a heartbeat. Now, yes. maybe, maybe he would go to the Browns, and maybe that's the reason why the Browns don't sign him. But for the 49ers, again, there's no, at, there's no advantage to cutting him now. You get nothing. Right. So I, I'm not with you there. But, yeah, it, Jimmy's uh, acquired taste. There's no doubt about that. 
Yeah, some interesting. We don't have to go too far down the Jimmy Rabbit hole, but uh, Mike Florio reporting on Pro Football oh, Talk about. Or, no, it wasn't Florio. It was um, okay. Peter King. Peter King reporting about he was talking to uh, Lynch and Shanahan and got all this inside info about when Jimmy signed his contract and then disappeared for three weeks and uh, the fact that he doesn't have the 49ers playbook and acquired taste is an interesting way to put it, John. Yeah, he's different. Now, the funny thing is, that's all resurfaced recently. Jim, yeah. like, that's been known in 49ers circles. Like, Kittle has talked about that every single offseason about how Jimmy won't return his calls in the offseason and they're like close friends or whatever. Like, yeah, Jimmy's a weird cat. Yeah. Um, but it's weird how all that has resurfaced. Um, and oh, I think I, it 100% has to do with this trade value. I mean, that that's how these things go. Yeah. And so I still am holding out hope. It just makes too much sense for the Browns. If I was the Browns GM, it's going to cost me, what, a fourth-round conditional pick maybe, Mm -hmm. and I get Jimmy Garoppolo. I make the playoffs this year, make the transition to Deshaun Watson. Then Jimmy walks the following year, and I get a comp pick on top of that. Like, it it just – I can't find anything that doesn't make sense besides the fact of let's wait for him to get cut, we'll bring him in, and we'll try to get him cheap. So maybe that's the play. But that just seems weird to me as a team who missed the playoffs. Uh, but again, Browns usually don't make good decisions. And Exactly. I think that's what it comes down to. When I said that I thought the Browns wouldn't, I didn't say they shouldn't. I just said <laughs> they wouldn't. There is a difference. If I'm the GM of the Browns, I'm exactly with you. If I'm Andrew Barry, I'm, I'm finding a way to get him on my roster now. And that's the key. Waiting for until he gets cut, which like you said, the Niners, if they do it, they're going to wait until the, the very end because you want to see what happens. You're missing valuable time to learn that Stefanski offense to get acclimated and up to speed by the start of the season and like we said a very division and a very hard division and a very very hard conference it does the Browns no good if they truly do want Jimmy Garoppolo to wait if you really want him you should be trading for him now so that you've got time to ramp up with this talented roster uh at waiting until he gets cut just makes zero sense so I'm with you I just think the Browns are making a bad decision here all around yeah, Captain Insato, he says the 30th he has to be cut. That is correct. So every Tuesday, right? So uh, last Tuesday was the first round of cuts, August 23rd. This upcoming uh, Tuesday, another five, five. And then 27 have to be cut by August 30th. And as long as he's not on the roster past that, his his contract, none of the guarantees, uh, all that stuff just goes bye-bye. Now, I want to go back to this. This is an old clip of Shanahan and John Lynch on asking about the prospect of perhaps cutting Jimmy Garoppolo. Now, remember, this is an older clip from training camp start, but I think it still plays some weight here. It's a lot harder with the surgery. I think that's why everyone knows the situation we're in. Um, and we, we understand that, so we're not trying to kid ourselves or play any game. I think the whole league understands that. Um, but you also can't just give um, one of the better quarterbacks in the league, just make him available for no reason to the whole world. So, um, And the good thing is you can have those conversations with Jimmy, and he understands that too. Um, so we're going to try to do the both for both sides, the best for both sides. Um, but there's things we got to work through. And it starts with getting the physical today by our doctors, which um, I expect that to go well, just like it did with his doctor. Um, and then we'll see how fast this goes. But Did you know that you can now win up to 100 times your money on prize picks with as little as four correct picks? You can turn $10 into 1000 with basketball, hockey, college basketball entries today on Prize Picks, America's number one fantasy sports app. And here's what's great. It, it, you can get action on sports on more than 30 different states across the country, including California, Texas, and Georgia. 
On top of that, you got playoff basketball actions on the horizon, and this is the best place to take advantage of all of basketball's postseason actions. Some of these player props. Nikolai Jokic for over 10 rebounds. Anthony Davis, more than two blocks. Lillard, four three-pointers made. You get to pick exactly how you want to use your bets. So, download the app today. Use code 49ers49ERS for a deposit match up to $100. Again, that's promo code 49ers for a first deposit matchup up to $100 over on Prize Picks. Pick more, pick less. It's that easy. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. It hasn't gone fast. He did pass the physical. He's been out there rehabbing. But yeah, it's not going fast. But there's no advantage. Like, if you take nothing away from this, there is absolutely zero advantage cap-wise whatever, by cutting him now. You get nothing. So just wait. Maybe an injury happens. Maybe somebody caves. But if you cut him now, he's going to Seattle, and he's going to be starting against you in your home opener week two. Nobody wants that. Good. Yep. Yeah. So, all right. Let's transition now. I'm sure we're going to get some more questions. Uh, But before we do, I'm seeing this on the bottom of the ticker, my friend Clayton. Clayton, the man behind the scenes, he is incredible. We have an update to our 49ers rush road trip. Several updates, in fact. Um, Our party for Chicago, we changed locations and times because the Giants and the Cubs are playing that day. And so I didn't want people going to the Cubs, the Giants-Cubs game, then traveling downtown downtown later that night. So I said, you know what? What's best for everybody? We moved the party to Wrigley. You don't even have to walk one block. It is literally next to the stadium. It wasn't cheap to get, but that's okay. So um, if you're going to be in Chicago, man, make it the best Saturday ever. Go check out the Giants and the Cubs at Wrigley. Then walk less than a block. Join us at the NOLA Bar and Kitchen. It's a kind of southern Louisiana Mardi Gras style bar. We got it. It's in Wrigleyville, 3481 North Clark. Um, And again, this is it's not going to be one of our larger 49ers rush parties. Um, that's going to be in Denver, which I have a couple updates there. But if you want to join us there, 49ersRushRoadTrip.com. We're going to be doing giveaways. We're going to be doing trivia. We're going to be doing a live show. Crocker, Wayne Breezy, Moe's Nose. Um, we got Rohan, maybe. I'm trying to get him out there. It's going to be absolutely incredible. So that's going to start at 4 p.m. Um, get your tickets there. We obviously have the, uh, what's it called, tailgate Saturday or Sunday morning right before the game unlimited beers and brats but you know we have been talking about how we were going to have Frank Gore come out for an autograph signing in Denver with all of the things going on did not feel that was appropriate so we have rescinded that uh, but we do have another big time player 49ers player uh, coming along I don't want to hint at it yet contracts uh, we've agreed to everything contract hasn't been signed yet but uh, I own his jersey I own several of his jerseys. He's one of my favorite players of all time to ever wear the 49ers uh, thing. So anyway, stay tuned for that. I don't want to put it out there until we get it inked. But uh, we're swapping out Frank Gore. Let him get his stuff taken care of, whatever. There's more important things. And then we will move forward with our party. So still going to be the same place. So anyway, 49ersRushRoadTrip.com. Now, 
let's get to the NFC West with the man himself, Brian. Take us through camp. We focus on the 49ers all the time, but we got to know our enemies. Hashtag Rage Against the Machine. Um, <laughs> how, how do we want to get to know these guys? So I'll walk us through this. Yeah, we're going to keep doing what we did a, a couple weeks ago. We're going to hit some bullets on each of the teams. Uh, I will leave the Niners stuff up to John because I mean, that's his, that's his realm. Uh, but we're going to keep doing the way we've been doing. We'll start at the bottom, starting at the Seahawks. <laughs> Then we'll hit the cards. Then we'll hit the Rams. And they play uh, tonight. Yeah, Seahawks correct. play tonight at 5 p.m. against the Bears. So, one, you get to watch the Seahawks. Two, you get to watch uh, the 49ers week one opponent. Right. And we're going to start there because they're gonna, there's going to be a different starting quarterback than was supposed to be for Seattle in this game. So, Geno Smith still has the clear lead for the QB1 spot. But Drew Locke was supposed to start tonight. Instead, he got ye old COVID, and he will not be playing um, which means Gino gets to start again. Now, what this means with regards to this whole quarterback competition, that's kind of the juiciest thing that's coming out of Seattle. Gino has been in the lead primarily because he has been more consistent. Locke has flashed more talent. Locke has had more wow plays, but he's also had more just bad bonehead plays, interceptions, throwing the ball and coverage, bad decisions. Mm-hmm. And Pete Carroll just wants, he just wants it steady, nice and slow, right? He wants something consistent. But this could have been Locke's opportunity to go out there in an actual game setting and and maybe make a case for, hey, my physical abilities are worth taking a chance on. Now he's not going to get that chance. To be determined, Carroll has not said if he was going to start Locke in the third preseason game or not. But as of now, this was Locke's time to shine and maybe make a case. So it's even more than ever looking like Geno Smith will be the starter week one. We'll monitor it throughout the season, but it looks like Geno is locked and loaded for week one. I, I think that makes the most sense. Um it really does, especially with Locke missing his opportunity. He'll probably start game three, yeah. but by that time, I think it's got to be decided. Big Papa asked this, Brian. I'm curious your thoughts. Hearing reports, Seahawks might not be as bad as we expect. Are you changing any of your tone on how bad this team is? Uh, I, I, this is not the right time to think that they'll be better or worse. Uh, I still look at that roster overall. I will say my next point is that we're at least as far as the first preseason game go there are two rookie tackles and that's we talk uh in past shows about how important those rookie offensive linemen are because they're going to be starting actually fared pretty well against pittsburgh now they weren't against the steelers starters but th- it's a test nonetheless so they have charles cross who is their first rounder playing left tackle he played solid but third round rookie right tackle abe lucas uh, also played well so the uh touchdown wire uh, for USA Today, put out this preseason superstars, one from each team. And Abe Lucas was the superstar for the for the Seahawks based on his performance in that game against the, uh, the Steelers. So those are the kind of things. Uh, Ken Walker has looked great, but he just had a, a procedure related well, to a hernia. Yeah, did he, like, did he got carted off? Is that right? No, so, no that so wasn't he, him. No, that wasn't him. He had a, a some sort of hernia, not a sports hernia. There's an important. I, I've I've done a lot of reading on the medical front because <laughs> I, did, I didn't know the difference. So there's a sports hernia, which is a lot more serious. It's more abdominal. Uh, it can be you know lead to a much longer recovery time. And then there's just a hernia, which is like, in simple terms, something sticking out farther than it should <laughs> is kind of the, the way to put it. Um, no so like the point you. is exactly. But he had that. He had the hernia. Uh, he's got it taken care of, and as far as Pete Carroll and the rest of the Seahawks, they seem to be uh, 
under the impression that he's going to be ready for week one. So while he might miss the rest of the preseason, still looking like Kenneth Walker is going to be good to go. Rashad Penny had been missing time. He has now returned, and beat writers writer say he looks solid and explosive and ready to go for week one uh, with Travis Homer kind of being the next backup there. So I think that's just maybe, – maybe expectations were just so low that yeah. anything you above can't go that anywhere. is like – You can't go anywhere. Uh, but at the end of the day, we have to remember that either Geno Smith – or Drew Locke are going to be leading this team. And even if it's Jimmy, he's not going to be ready to, he's not going to immediately just, you, gotta, you have to get up to up to speed with your teammates, with the playbook, with the way that Pete Carroll coaches. This is not a quick thing. So we're going to see some bumps along the road. Um, you still have some injuries. Wide receivers D. Eskridge and Marquise Goodwin are, are they're, they're trending towards season the first uh, week, but they're still not practicing. So you have, uh, kind of that they traded. They traded for a wide receiver. Correct. That's also on here. They traded for wide receiver slash tight end because he was playing tight end recently. JJ Ortega Whiteside. Trying to do the authentic pronunciation there. Uh, I was who, really high on him when he came out. Uh, I was wrong. Were. I was a very lot of people wrong. Were. And I think uh, I was curious as to why they made this move. Uh, I think that's a little telling. It could be because of their injury depth, because a lot of their uh, outside of Lockett and uh, Metcalf, you don't have a lot of proven playmakers, maybe. But uh, I think a white side's not proven either. So it's more just like no. Carroll said he liked him coming out of the draft, like you mentioned, John, and it's I guess that's their reason. Um, to me, that's more worrying. Like, why are you picking up a guy like Ortega Whiteside at this point unless you're worried about the depth of your playmakers? And when your quarterback is who, who they're going to be rolling out, I, I'm not high on the Seahawks. I'm not any higher than I was before the offseason started. Yeah, I, I would say this, you know, I don't think that that's going to be a game. The 49ers, what, it's a home opener. But if anything, you could struggle a little bit against the Bears because of how much you care about that game. Week two, uh, I, I, it's hard to say week one's a trap game or whatever, but they're a bad team. They're not a good team. Now, divisional games. Always weird. Um, I don't right. like betting divisional games. I always no. try really hard not to. And so, yes, yeah, crazy stuff could happen. They won 13 out of 15 against the Niners. So that's a legitimate concern. But back to the quarterback talk, and I think that this is the issue. If you look at Drew Locke, Drew Locke has talent. Drew Locke could be mm-hmm. a great quarterback with a very high ceiling still. But the consistency, very low floor. Geno is the exact opposite. It's yeah. this. He's he, very little he, variance. It's, it's he cannot be an above average quarterback. He can be average, but there is that's it. Um, and so who knows? Maybe if you keep Gino there, you're talking maybe six and 11, seven, Which, you know, and 10. Six wins for this team, in my mind, would be a successful season, personally. And yeah. when the, with the division that they're in and facing the AFC West, if you can get six wins, I think I projected them at four. If you can get six wins to me, that's a successful season for Seattle. Yeah, so there we go. So any other Seattle notes you got before we move on from the bottom dwellers? No, I just want to make one last note on the quarterback situation. And, and Locke's talent, as you said, has never been the question. The reason I have not been high on Drew Locke is that inconsistency. You never know when you're going to get a game where he's going to throw four interceptions. And that yep. can do, it doesn't matter how talented the rest of your team is. And guess what? This team is not that talented. So you have a team who's already deficient in a number of roster spots, having to start rookies at multiple spots on the offensive line. And you have a quarterback who either is only going to get you to here or a quarterback that could literally be one of the worst in the NFL at any given moment and lock. That just is a recipe for disaster. Now, before we move off of the Seattle Seahawks, here's a question, a, a great comment. And basically what he says is this. Uh, let Jimmy go to the Seahawks. Let him go. Uh, they can have him. And I'm, I agree with you. If you're going to cut him, that's fine. But why give them an extra two and a half weeks 
to work with them? Why yeah. not just wait, make it less convenient as much as possible? What's the old Napoleonic like war code? Never do what your enemy wants wants Correct. them to do. Like yeah. it, just wait. Make it as uncomfortable as possible. Uh, it's a completely different offensive system. I think Jimmy could pick it up. And again, do I think they'll win a Super Bowl with Jimmy? No, I don't. But is Jimmy better than Geno Smith and Drew Locke? By every single measure. Like, yeah, it's Jimmy, not a quarterback, close. I could see eight to nine wins because you have enough talent to kind of get there. Uh, so, yeah, I'm, I'm going to reiterate one more time, and then we'll move on to the Cardinals. If you release Jimmy G now, and he's the starter for the Seahawks, then – you've got enough time where it's within the realm of possibility he's starting week one. If you release Jimmy on the 30th, I don't care. You know, he's not starting week one. And so you are giving the Seahawks more of a chance for him to be ready against the Niners, for him to be ready uh, week one against the Broncos, which just automatically gives him a better chance to win. So if you want the Seahawks to lose, wait until the last possible second and, and let Garoppolo go on the 30th. I like it. Now let's move on to the Cardinals. They play Sunday, the last game. What's interesting, every single NFC West team plays on a different day this week. Mm. Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. So you could have got to spread out the NFC West. Cardinals play Sunday at 5 against the Ravens. What do you got for us on the Birds? So going along those same preseason superstars, just based on the performance in Week 1, wide receiver Greg Dortch. Uh, has been the most consistent, I'm sorry, he's the most consistent playmaker, linebacker, Victor Dimukehi, I think it's pronounced it. Dimukehi, yeah, Dimukeji. from Wake there Forest. I remember yes. breaking down his film. I like him. He was picked as the, the, the superstar for the Cardinals in their week one win over the Bengals. 2021 sixth round pick recorded two sacks, four quarterback hurries, and two stops in their preseason game. Um, on wide receiver Greg Dortch, Beat reporters have said he's been the most consistent. Now, a lot of these Cardinals wide receivers haven't been practicing or haven't been practicing much. Hopkins has not been practicing as much because he has the impending suspension. Uh, A.J. Green has not been out there all that often. Uh, and Marquise Brown had both an injury and a, a speeding thing. Um, but, that, but that's an opportunity for a guy like Greg Dorch. He's an undrafted veteran who's on his fifth team. He actually spent last season on the Cardinals uh, practice squad and um, had a strong camp. And it's looking like he might be trending towards getting a, uh, a wide receiver depth chart in their 53. It's, man, they're they're interesting. You know, one thing that is going to be, I don't know if you're watching Hard Knocks. I know you're watching Hard Knocks. You're I one. haven't watched the latest just because this week I'm catching up from the Expo, right. but it's it's on my docket, yeah. It, it's good. But, you know, Amazon, they started doing where they track a team during the season, and they're it's the Cardinals this year. So it's basically That's Hard H- Knocks. HBO, actually. HBO is doing the same thing. It's, it's HBO doing both. It oh, they're be, doing both now? It used to be Amazon. They had um, All or Nothing. Right. Uh, then Hard Knocks decided, no, we're going to do it ourselves. HBO is now doing Hard Knocks training camp and Hard Knocks in season. Last year it was the Colts. This year it's the Cardinals. Nice. And so I'm pumped about that because yeah. I want to see the dysfunction firsthand. Um, again, just terrible front office, terrible leadership, terrible, terrible, terrible. But good talent. They have talent. Yeah. Um, they've got a lot of talent. It's just how it's going to pan out. Uh, In that regards, it's a little opposite from Seattle. Seattle, I mean, you can say what you want about Pete Carroll, but the guy's a Super Bowl winning coach. Their coaching staff is a little bit more steady. Their organization is very well run, and they just don't have the talent. Arizona's got talent for days. They are one of the most talented rosters, especially on the offensive side of the ball, at least. Mm -hmm. Uh, They can match up with any offense in the NFL, but the GM, Kime, the quarterback, uh, playing everybody out of position 
Right. Yeah. It's 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 a disaster. And in season, maybe we see Kingsbury get fired. Maybe they start like three and ten. That could make for good television from an entertainment standpoint. Oh man, we'll see here. It's gonna be fun. So yeah. Yeah, the Cardinals, they're just weird. You're just yeah. gonna have to wait and see. But intriguing because it's such a train wreck, right? It's the mm-hmm. reason why Americans like reality TV show, yep. right? They, they are the I don't know uh, what's it called, Housewives of freaking Real Housewives Tempe? of the NFC yeah. West. <laughs> <laughs> that's exactly. Exactly correct. Um, you know so, you shouldn't be watching, but you cannot look away. Can't look away, man. Uh, can't look away. A couple more quick bullet points with the Cardinals. Uh, Second-round rookie tight end Trey McBride is going to make his debut this weekend. He has had some back issues, which has kept him out of practice and kept him out of the first preseason game. Uh, he, along with Jelani Woods, were kind of the two tight ends that everybody was saying in this draft class had the highest ceiling, the most potential. Um, and so he's going to get his first look. Kyler Murray's not going to play all preseason um but yeah i'm excited to see him I, I like his 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 talent and his potential yeah and i we got a question here about the offensive line for the cardinals this is their slated starting offensive line dj humphreys mm-hmm. very very good Just uh, above ideal. average yeah yeah he's making one and a half million dollars less than trent williams this year but he's Anyway, um, Justin Pugh, he's good left guard. He's just always Solid. hurt. He was 49th right. last year. Rock Hudson, 31st rated center. His hate, his kind of prime days seem to be behind him. Can he rebound? Um, then at right guard, you got Josh Jones. Um, you know, from Houston, he was a third-round pick. They wanted him to be tackled. They had to kick him in because, again, drafting high-rated players that just don't fit, that's their right guard. And then Beecham. We know about Beecham. He's been around the league forever. Right. Uh, Kelvin Beecham uh, from SMU. He was a seventh-round pick. So not a lot of – they're good on the, the left road. side. It's, they they have some veteran presence. I'm a, I'm a fan of Rodney Hudson. He is past his peak, but he's still, as far as a leader, um, he may not be a dominant blocker anymore, but he also doesn't make many mistakes. And So that's a good center to have for Kyler Murray. But none right. of these guys are studs. Like Humphreys is the best one, and uh, – uh, yeah, he doesn't deserve that contract as far as it regards to, to Trent Williams. But they're also there are much worse offensive lines. I'd much rather be starting mm-hmm. their offensive line than Seattle's unless these rookies show up. So uh, kind of middle of the road, I would say in the kind of 15 to 20 range as far as rank in my head. Right now, you can get 20 percent off your PFF subscription if you use the code PFF20. What can you get with a PFF subscription? All of PFF's locked article content, fantasy football rankings and projections, data and grades from the entire 2021 season and upcoming 2022 season, and much more. Support PFF and use promo code PFF20 for 20% off your PFF subscription. Yeah, I think that's well said. Any other tidbits on the Cardinals before we move on to the Rams? Just one. Kyler Murray and Marquise Brown just practiced together for the first time. So Kyler had COVID. We mentioned Hollywood Brown had his speeding thing and his injury. They are now practicing together. They went to Oklahoma together. They have some, some history We'll see what that means. We're not going to get to see that duo in the preseason, but thought it was worth mentioning. Um, yeah, it's interesting. That is interesting. Uh, they're like close friends, I know. Right. Um, anyway, it's one of the what, reasons what? he went to Arizona uh, at, from Baltimore. Yeah. Was, was for right. Tyler. I like right. it. Now, before we jump to the last team, um, if you haven't yet, I just finished. Like, our Patreon breakdowns are insane this this week, which has been fun going through the preseason tape, finally having it. So I had a little fun with it. I just broke down every single special teams play uh, from a preseason game. Uh, that's crazy. what we're doing. So that's going to be <laughs> loaded onto Patreon um, right at the conclusion of this show. Uh, but again, every single offensive snap, defensive snap, special team snap. And I will say this, whenever I was doing the special teams, Trey Sermon had 
had one of the biggest hits I have ever seen. Bigger than the Hufunga hit, bigger um, than the hit that, uh, man, the linebacker DFF had. It was the biggest hit I've seen all game. It was incredible. So uh, for those uh, Patreon members, go check that out. You get access to everything as soon as you sign up. And if you don't like it, money back guaranteed. Uh, but we stand by our product. I think you'll like it. So, Real, all right. Trey Sermon front before we move to the Rams. For those of you who have not subscribed to Legit Football, we have a Trey Sermon story in there today. Oh, that's what's up. That's yeah. what's up. All right, let's go to the uh, let's go to the Rams, the defending Super Bowl champions. What do we got? So uh, first, let's talk about the the big issue last time we talked, and that was uh, Stafford's elbow. Uh, it's looking to be less and less of an issue. Both McVay and Stafford himself feeling much more optimistic. Uh, but it's not completely out of their consciousness. So what that means from a quarterback roster position is that they might end up keeping three quarterbacks. Right now, it's John Wolford and Bryce Perkins battling for that backup quarterback spot. Right now, Wolford has the inside track at number two, but Perkins actually played really well in the preseason game against the Chargers. Um, The two are going to split 50-50 the next preseason game. So that's just something to kind of monitor if you want to see. They might end up keeping one on the active roster and have one on the practice squad. Uh, but that just means that they're not 100% confident in McV- in Stafford's elbow if they're still considering carrying three quarterbacks. Yeah, and it, Stafford's going to be fine. Um, yeah, I think you so, know, too. The, the arm fatigue and all that kind of stuff, whatever. I mean, he, he's been playing forever. I, I'm not too worried. But it, the ba- if it was a back issue, then I would be alarmed because he's had a lot of back issues. But yeah, he's going to be all right. He, he just played baseball his whole life. I remember watching him play in Texas at state championship baseball game. A dude was the starting pitcher, just freaking unbelievable. He's, he's great. He's, great he's got some talent. Yeah, and I, I'm with you. I actually don't think it'll end up being an issue. I'm just monitoring the fact that the Rams aren't 100% feeling like they're in the clear yet, and which is why they're still trying to consider. And this came from Jordan Rodrigue, who care, uh, covers the Rams better than anybody from the athletic she's seeming to think that they're going to end up carrying three quarterbacks. So something to monitor. Uh, On the running back front, both Cam Akers and Daryl Henderson are dealing with soft tissue issues, probably to the point where neither neither one will play in the preseason. McVay seems to think that neither one are serious, and they're really just waiting until they're both up to speed. All reports are that they will both be ready for week one, but we're not going to see either one of those in the preseason anymore. Uh, On the running back front, so who's next up? 2021 seventh-round pick Jake Funk is currently getting starter starting reps during the preseason uh, because the only other running back that's kind of in the mix was on the pup until recently. So Kyron Williams, you've mentioned him on the show before, John, a rookie fifth round pick from this year, uh, was recently activated off the physically unable to perform list, uh, may or may not play in the preseason, but at least he's back at practice. And so far, McVay has nice things to say about Kyron Williams. Yeah, I mean, they just kind of put somebody back there. It, it's difficult to load the box because – of the wide receivers they have on the outside yeah. and Stafford's arm. Hopefully the 49ers can get to a point where teams can't load the box against them because of Trey Lance. And, you know, speaking of, let's, let's take a quick break. I saw this comment. Thank you, Clayton. Um, from He said, Colin Coward seems to have a vendetta against Trey Lance. And there's good reason for that. Uh, Trey Lance is was rumored to be dating his daughter uh, for a brief period of time. So, uh, yeah, there's a reason why Spicy. why i think that's around there uh that was before the draft whenever trey was making the national media circuit and yeah he was over at colin cowherd's uh, house uh more than once has been reported so uh hmm. yeah colin cowherd again what are they selling so whenever you're watching national media or a podcast like this or whatever what are they selling 
Colin Cowherd is selling clicks, right? That That's what it is. It's narratives that he creates that he will expand upon for hours at a time and go back to those. Same with Mike Florio, same with Chris Sims, those type of guys. Those are clickbait artists. Um, so whenever you get stuff, I get it. They're entertainment, but that's all that you need to see. You don't you don't get actual good football content from them. It's entertainment driven narratives like Stephen A. Smith or Skip Bayless. They're all the same. Uh, some you like I like more than others, but I wouldn't look too much into it. There you go. From so, the man anyway, himself. Uh, there we go. All right, moving back to uh, the Rams on the wide receiver front. Uh, with Van Jefferson, who's had underwent that knee surgery, he's looking to go good to go for Week One. Lance McCutcheon had quite a preseason game. Uh, he was the the Rams choice is. for yeah. I didn't either, honestly, until this game. So he was the Rams choice for preseason superstar from Week One. What's uh, he play? Do you know? Wide receiver. Oh, okay, my bad, my yeah. bad. Wide receiver Lance McCutcheon, uh, rising up the depth chart, had five catches, eighty-seven yards, and two touchdowns in their preseason opener against the Chargers. He is a uh, 2021 fourth-round pick. Jacob Harris is the guy he's kind of fighting with right now for that roster spot. But it, all reports are that McCutcheon's on the rise, and Harris could either get a – they could keep him for special teams, or he'll be the guy that kind of gets the cut. Their current wide receiver room, obviously you got Cup, you got Allen Robinson, Van Jefferson still looking good to go for week one, then Tutu Atwell, and Ben Scourneck. So that's He's got a lot of meaningful snaps. That's five. Right. And last year the Rams kept six wide receivers – on their active roster. So it looks like McCutcheon and Harris are going to fight for that spot. And right now it looks like it might be McCutcheon has, has the edge. We'll see how he plays in the last two preseason games. Man, to move on from a fourth round pick would be interesting. Um, yeah. Yeah, that's something to watch for sure. And so again, yeah, the Rams, I didn't say this, they play Friday at 7 p.m. against the Texans. So again, you're going to kind of get your NFC West dose this weekend, which is good. Um, starting tonight, Seahawks Thursday, Rams Friday, Niners Saturday, Cardinals Sunday, and then everybody plays the following Thursday. So it's going to be a quick turnaround week. So my Patreon people, I hope y'all are ready because you're going to be getting a lot of you're going to get a lot of content uh, next week before Thursday. Uh, it's going to be a lot, and then we got the cut down date and all that stuff afterwards. Which I, I mean, golly, so much stuff. It, you know, we're going to be doing our Zoom hangout um, next Sunday, um, where we go through our 53 man and we argue and we play like we're GM. It's a, one of the funnest shows we do all week. So if you want to participate in that, again, Patreon. That's where we're pushing it. Extra bonus shows every snap, giveaway galore. We got all kinds of stuff over there. So, um, any other Rams nuggets or NFC West nuggets that you have, Brian? Before we uh, jump one out last, of here, one last one for the Rams. Uh, I mentioned last time we did this that the one concern, one of the biggest concerns, was in the pass rush without Von Miller, uh, and it's just that Leonard Floyd is, by all accounts, having a very strong camp. So that bodes well for the pass rush for the Rams. He's a damn good player, um, yeah. and whenever you've got that defensive tackle Aaron Donald inside, now I'm curious. You know, one of the things that I think people just keep forgetting, Von Miller's not on this team anymore. Mm -hmm. um, I mean, that dude, they do not make it to the Super Bowl without him. They don't win the Super Bowl without him. Yep. That's one of the things. Uh, here we go. I'm nobody you need to know. Glad to see you, man. Uh, he says, can you sum up the thoughts you had about Kinlaw during the Packers game review? Yes, so he played 17 snaps, if I'm not mistaken, in the Packers game. And all I cared about... Yeah, did he have stats, tackles, sacks? No, he didn't. I wanted to see his power. I wanted to see his speed. I wanted to see his hustle. And they all freaking check mark, check mark, check mark. And if you haven't seen the clip where he's pancaking offensive linemen against the Vikings, and if you just saw the picture of him walking off the field today, 
he's a different man. Um, he, you paint him green, he's the freaking Incredible Hulk. Lou Frigno's got nothing on this guy. Mm. He, he is just, it's unbelievable what he has brought. So if that knee's healthy, he's going to be just fine. I am huge stock up on Javon Kinlaw. Huge stock up on Javon Kinlaw. Um, so I feel very, very happy about that. Eric Armstead's back practicing in the middle. That's why they waived two defensive tackles in their initial first five cuts. I feel very, very confident in Javon Kinlaw currently. So, yeah, that's what we got. All right, uh, that's going to do it for us here. I want to say thank you to the man, Clayton, behind the scenes, making sure the show runs smoothly. He's about as good as they get, man. Um, and so just want to say thank you, Clayton, for all that you do. Brian, Legit Football, man, it's incredible. Start your morning off right. LegitFootball.com. Subscribe to the free newsletter. Free. It's free. I mean, it's the best word in the English language. Sache, thank you. Says like, subscribe, Patreon. Appreciate the support, my friend. Um, And want to say thank you to our executive producers, James Willock and 49ers George365, making all this possible. Man, the 49ers Rush team is awesome. Love these guys. Appreciate it. And we'll be back. Also, do you want to say we're going to be – this is our new time on Thursdays. Mm -hmm. Um, My my, apologies. My son – that's right, free David Walner. Good to see you, brother. my son's uh, freshman football. He's on freshman football this year. So they play Thursdays at 4 p.m. So we got to get this done. Then I got to go watch my son play, which I'm super excited. Tonight's his first padded football game. I'm so pumped, man. Uh, really, really excited about this. Anyway, so 1 p.m. every Thursday, that's what we got with legit football. So, Brian, thank you so much, my friend. And until next time, stay strong, faithful. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.